Hey guys, it is Luke here from The Issue. Thank you for listening to The Issue Podcast. Make sure you guys catch us two days a week on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you guys stream your podcasts. Make sure to leave us a voicemail on our Anchor website. You can find that in our Twitter bio, which is at The Issue Podcast, or find us on Instagram at The Underscore Issue Podcast. Guys, make sure to tell your friends if you like the show, and thank you for listening to The Issue. Yo, what's up? We are back. It is The Issue. It is Wednesday, March 10th. It's been a while. Last episode out was February 8th. Been over a month. It has been over a month. It's been a crazy month, though. Yeah, uh, we like we we said we were going to get on that two episodes a week deal. Yeah, and like, then, and then all the professors episode. were like, "Yeah, I don't think so," you know. Yeah, and then they were just like, "Hey, instead, though, right? I like that idea, but instead, how about seven quizzes a week with a couple labs and some Excel spreadsheets on top of it, and yeah? a few exams sprinkled in?" And um, you were just like, "Yeah, I don't know if that's going to work for me." No, it's been <laughs> it's been crazy. Uh, we are back. Um, you know, feels good to be back, though. In our defense, there hasn't been all that. Like, there hasn't been enough sports news where we could do two shows a week. Yeah, we'd so, I mean, be that's, sitting that's, here talking about nothing for about forty minutes. And that's a positive. That's definitely a positive to look at it that way. And that's not what our listeners want. They wanna they wanna hear the new stuff. So we're gonna get right into it. Um, so a lot has happened. Dak got paid. Oh my a couple God. deals we're gonna get to in the NFL, and then after we hit you with the NFL off season updates, we're gonna get into a break. Out of the break. It's MLB, baby. We're going to give you our top 10 most intriguing players. Not the best players, but I'm talking new new teams, you know, um, bounce back years, players to look for. So the most intriguing players. Right. Top 10 most intriguing players to look for in the 2021 season. It's going to be an actual, like, full season, so it'll be Mm -hmm. good. Yeah. It'll be a very exciting to watch. Um, you know, just having baseball like back, just having them back in spring training, is like a huge step in getting to like nicer weather. So I'm pretty excited for that. Oh, so we'll see in seeing home runs on the Instagram feed. Oh, it's therapeutic. Yeah. It's therapeutic. Yeah, I mean it really is. But let's get into Dak. The Cowboys caved. We knew they. I personally, I knew they were going to cave. I didn't think they should pay Dak. But look at Jerry Jones. He paid Zeke early. How'd that work out? Zeke looked terrible last year. He looked terrible the year before. He, he looks had, like a top 20 back, not a top 5 back. No, he had a career high in fumbles. Yeah, he's getting paid extraordinary money to be a good back. He's a good back, but he's mm-hmm. getting paid extraordinary money. Amari Cooper's a good receiver, but he's getting paid top 7 money. He's about top 17, not top 7. You look at a guy like Demarcus Lawrence on their defensive line. He's probably barely top fifty defensive lineman, and I don't, I don't feel crazy about that at all. If we're talking edge rushers, D linemen, anywhere on the D, anywhere front four, he's barely cracking top fifty in any stat category. Yeah. Tackles for loss, sacks, tackles, period, quarterback pressures, quarterback hits. He's barely top fifty. He's getting paid top seven money. Mm-hmm. So we knew we we know that this is what the Cowboys do, but you were like you're you're watching them, you're watching them, like okay they're holding firm, like okay maybe something something uh, 
Someone got in Jerry's head and said, hey, man, listen, you can't keep paying average to good people great to extraordinary money. You just can't do it. You, you, you won't have a franchise anymore. So maybe someone got in his head and told him, like, hey, man, can't keep doing that. But then Jerry got in his own way and said, no, we're going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Four years, $160 million. Yeah. You know how much he's going to make in his first year? It's not all going to count against the cap. Only $21 million of it is going to count against the cap. But overall, guess how much he's making first year? Isn't it like $75? $75 million. Yeah. More than any other player in NFL history for one year. Yeah. See, I don't like the deal at all. I don't think Dak is a top quarterback. I think he's good. I think a lot of his stats that people point at come in garbage time. I don't think they're the most... I don't think he's he can... top... He's somewhere from the 8th to 12th best quarterback. Yeah, you can't look at the stats and look at all these yards and... Uh, yards don't translate. All They're not translating to wins. What has he done? How how has he done in the playoffs? Look, he's, well, a, he's a decent quarterback. He can get the ball to these receivers. And yes, they have good receivers, but... And they are getting a bit of a ta- uh, a cat break, so they have two good draft picks. If they can draft well and build the defense, I think they should pour everything in the defense. Their offense is fine. Offensive line is fine. See, see, my problem is, I'm fine if you want to pay someone if they also win on their rookie deal, right? Yeah. So you look at Mahomes, right? He won a Super Bowl on his rookie deal. So you look at Jared Goff, he got to a Super Bowl on his rookie deal. You look at all these quarterbacks, they, are, they win while on their rookie deal. Dak won one playoff game while making six hundred grand. So he was making six hundred grand against the cap. He won one playoff game. Now, after so he's going to be $21 million against the cap this year, and then he's going to go up to 39.5. That's in Mahomes-Wilson territory. Yeah, That's more than Russ, slightly less than Mahomes. 500 grand less than Mahomes. So he's basically making the same as Patrick Mahomes. If you can only win one playoff game making six hundred grand against the cap, how in the world are you going to win making $40 million against the cap? Their offensive line is bad now. It's bad. Like, when he first came to the league, it was top one. It was the best offensive line in the league. Now, injuries, depth issues, inexperience uh, in the interior, which is a big problem. Okay, people talk about tackles. That's fine. If your center's bad, your your offensive line's bad, period. They don't have a good center. And we saw what happened last year. They were just bad, flat out. Look, I get Dak was hurt. When Dak played, they were 1-4. Or 1-3, I'm sorry. They were 1-3. and three. And they probably were going to lose that game that he got hurt in if Andy Dalton wouldn't have came in and save it. So it just doesn't make a lot of sense for me to sit here and say, oh, yeah, 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 Dak's good. Look, I get it. He brings a bunch of great intangibles. Um, and he plays decent. He's a good quarterback. He's a good quarterback. But you're paying him extraordinary money when he hasn't won squat. Yeah. He hasn't proved anything. It doesn't make sense at all. I get you all these people, oh, back pay this, back pay that. Michael Irvin came out and said he's got the same leadership skills as Tom Brady. Are you out of your gourd? Brady stepped on the scene and won a Super Bowl. Dak stepped on the scene and won one playoff game. One and got bounced by Aaron Rodgers. You want to get paid like Aaron Rodgers? How about you beat Aaron Rodgers? Period. I don't care if you're a rookie. Brady stepped in and beat the greatest show on turf. You figure it out if you're if you're that good. And when you look at leadership, they don't compare. Like 
at all. Brady is on the sidelines screaming at teammates, screaming at coaches, yeah. making sure everything's run. And it, Brady doesn't even let his backup take a snap in practice. No. He's like, yeah, you take no reps with the first team. None. None. Zero. You can't compare a legend like Tom Brady and a fake overpaid quarterback like Dak. You can't compare those two. It just it this reminds me a lot of the Kirk Cousins thing. Except Kirk's contract it was huge as well. Just came with another team. But other than that, it's basically the same thing. So Dak got tagged once, Kirk got tagged twice. Okay, but then Kirk ended up winning the game in the end because he got paid huge money by the Vikings. More than anyone should have paid for Kirk Cousins. Okay? And the same thing with Dak. Look, they're both good quarterbacks. They're both somewhere from the tenth to 12, 13, 14th best quarterback, right? The upper half of the league. You can win a Super Bowl with both of them, theoretically. If you're paying them 28 to 30 million a year, not 37 to 42 million a year, mm-hmm. not 75 million in year one, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense financially, especially when there are just holes all over that team that need addressed. Oh, yeah. All over that team. Quarterback is not something you need to address. You have Andy Dalton sitting on the bench making $7 million a year who is... So he's making $7 mil, right? Which I think, obviously, he's not under contract. It was a one-year deal that he got paid $7 mil, but you could probably re-sign him for something similar to that. Mm-hmm. Is Andy Dalton, what, $33 million less good than Dak Prescott? No. No shot. No. Andy Dalton is probably worth about $25 million a year, but you can get him for, like, ten. Yeah. Instead of Dak's... 40. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, I think they basically cashed their... Uh, they just booked their trip to their couch for their for playoffs for the next four years. They're not going to be there. Are you kidding me? They're not going to be there at all. No. I mean, the only reason they will is because the, the division's so weak. If Washington doesn't get a quarterback, they will. That's the only way that Dallas can make the playoffs at all. I don't know, man. I, I even feel like... Aside from... Washington getting a quarterback. You still have Philadelphia, who, yes, is looking to be a tire fire right now. They have a ton of drama. Their quarterback situation is horrible. We'll get to that later. We're going to get to that right after this, actually. Yeah. Because I have some thoughts about that, but continue. Overall, to... to That division, I wouldn't sit here and say that that's the... That the Cowboys are going to win that division. I think, honestly, with Saquon back next year, New York wins that. I think they had a really good draft this past year. If they just build on that, have another B plus draft. I'm not saying you got to hit on every pick, but if you have a B to B plus draft, you hit on four of your seven all, picks. All you got to do is beat the Cowboys that don't have a defense and has a way overpaid quarterback and a running back that fumbled more than he ever has in his career last year, and a bunch of overpaid wide receivers that are overhyped. And Dak is going to make seventy five million dollars. Only twenty two, I think, of it against the cap. Whatever, fine. We don't even know if McCarthy is the right fit for the job. I'm not going to sit here and say he can't coach. He's won a Super Bowl, right? Um, but we don't know if he's right for the job. The defense is going to be schematically improved. Dan Quinn from the Falcons, defensive guy coming over, he's going to be fine. He took him to a Super Bowl. You know, he's he'll be fine. But I, I'm just not going to sit here and say, oh, that's the Cowboys division. Look, people are like, well, Dak's obviously the best quarterback. Clearly. Like, no bleep. Obviously. Really. Yeah. Didn't know that. Sorry. I didn't think Daniel Jones was better than him. Okay, like... You think Jalen Hurts, who completed under 50% of his passes that weren't play action last year, is better than him? No. No shot. Obviously, Dak's the best quarterback. But we're not. Gonna, it's not about the best quarterback. 
it's not always about the best. Yes, obviously it's a quarterback league. When when you, but when your the rest of your team is that thin. That's what I mean. When you overpay for your quarterback and then you have to scrap together a bunch of practice squad dudes that you don't have to pay to start in an NFL game doesn't always end in success. So overall, bad deal for the Cowboys. We bad don't deal. like it. Um, I'm excited to see the Giants, though. I am excited to see the Giants and see Saquon's return. I think comeback player of the year. Yeah. Early prediction. Yeah. I mean, um, that, he's a beast. He's, so he's such good. a beast. But to the Jalen Hurts thing we were going to talk about, I don't, I don't see it. I really don't. No. Did anyone look? I feel like the hype is is very similar to basketball hype. I want to go on a little little rant here, right? Basketball is a very social media sport, right? Yeah. So James Harden, great offensive scorer. Great. Really, really good. Same with Kyrie Irving. Neither of them play a lick of defense. None. Kyrie goes to Boston. They actually got worse with him. Last year, Kyrie goes to Brooklyn. They get worse with him. A guy like Chris Paul. No one talks about it. He's not as flashy as Kyrie. He doesn't score as uh, as efficiently or he doesn't score as as much as Kyrie, I'm sorry. His handles aren't as great as Kyrie's, right? They he went to Oklahoma City last year because they wanted to tank. He took them to the playoffs. The Suns last year with no other roster changes other than Chris Paul coming onto the team didn't make the playoffs last year after going 8 and 0 in the bubble. They didn't even make the play in game. That's how bad they were pre-bubble. That's how bad they were. Add Chris Paul to the second best team in the West. It's more than just flashiness, right? You see these these highlights of Kyrie crossing someone up. Okay, how about let's watch the rest of the game where he lets his matchup score 37 on him. How about let's watch him get worked by Zach Levine. Who's Zach Levine? Who is that? I know him from the dunk contest. That's about it. <laughs> Who is Zach Levine? Look, I get it. He was an all-star this year. Great for him. He's not a top 20 player in the NBA, period. Period. He was this year, but I'm talking overall. He's not a top 20 player. Kyrie got worked by him. You know who doesn't get worked by Zach Levine? Chris Paul, right? This is the same with Jalen Hurts. We're seeing all these videos of, ooh, Jalen Hurts, ooh, sweet move, dive for the pylon, awesome. How about let's watch why he was in 3rd and 12 instead of him scrambling to convert to 3rd and 12. Let's watch him miss a throw, and then let's watch him miss another throw, right? <laughs> like, that's why he's in third and long constantly. That's why his completion percentage was under 50% on throws that weren't play action. That is abysmal. That's high school level stuff. I don't see it. I don't, I don't, I don't see it. Did anyone see, so that Packers game, people were saying that's when he really showed some heart, showed some guts, threw some nice passes, right? I saw him miss more throws that game than he made. I watched the whole game. He missed significantly more throws than he made. Even if they were completions, they were terrible ball placement. Terrible. Even the touchdown to Greg Ward wasn't even a great, wasn't even great ball placement. I don't see what Jalen Hurts, um... They're sitting here saying they're going to go all in and build around Jalen Hurts. Personally, I think it's, I think it's smoke and mirrors. I think they're saying that so no one leaps in front of them because they have the sixth pick. He's probably going to be available at the sixth pick, Justin Fields. Yeah, I know people are saying, "Oh, Zach, Zach Wilson, this Zach Wilson, that." I think Justin Fields is a way better prospect than Zach Wilson. Period. Mm-hmm. 
He's bigger, stronger, has a way better arm, and won more consistently at a bigger program. Yep. I think Justin Fields is a better prospect. If he's going to be available at six, how can you sit there and look at Jalen Hurts and say, no, 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 yeah, we're going to stick with him instead of Justin Fields? What? What? No. So get off social media. Let's not look at the highlights. How about let's actually watch the film of Jalen Hurts and say, Eagles, you probably need a quarterback. You gave away the better of two quarterbacks in Carson Wentz. Yeah, and speaking of Carson Wentz, I think he's going to do phenomenal. Oh, uh, we called it. We called it. I'm so excited to watch him. Yeah, he had a bad third year, but a lot of people have had a bad third year. (laughs) It's not a... It's not exactly the end of the world. Yeah, Ben threw more touchdowns than picks his uh, third year. You mean more picks than touchdowns? That's what I mean. Yeah. More picks than touchdowns his third year. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. Peyton Manning only threw like three more touchdowns than he did interceptions his third year. Peyton Manning had a really bad third year. I think he was like 26 touchdowns, 23 picks. Look, people, the thing, I think people overreacted a bit with Carson Wentz this year and his bad year. I think we did a little bit too, um, like, like early. Uh, we were pretty hard on the Carson Wentz's tanking thing. Until you start to look at some of those stats, like Ben having a bad third year and like Peyton. The big thing is, look, by the third year in the league, the first two years, you're still relatively new. The teams on your schedule have seen you once, maybe twice if they're a divisional opponent. So what you have is still, there's a lot of mystery in preparing to play those younger quarterbacks. So they have more success early on. Third year, they start to figure you out. They have a little more film on you. They know your tendencies a little more. They start to play to that. But then what you look for is that adjustment in the third, in that offseason going into the fourth season. And the best quarterbacks like Ben Roethlisberger, like Peyton Manning, and I think like Carson Wentz, he's got a big frame. He's physical. He throws the ball He's got really a, well. Yeah, he's, he's got a great arm. That's a beautiful ball. And he extends the play with his feet really well, yeah. too. And now he's going to go to Indy, where they have that phenomenal he's offensive line. He's not going to have to extend the play. He's, no. he's, he can if needed. So but if, he's just be able to sit back there and pick him apart. If he can make those adjustments that he needs to make, I think Indianapolis is going to be a great fit. And I think now with him there, I, I honestly think they're Super Bowl contention. Well, so, I mean, like, if he can fix that thing. I agree. So, first of all... Yeah, I think we were a little, you know, quick to jump on him and, and all that stuff. But let's look at Frank Reich, right? So his head coach that he's going to be going into, Indianapolis' head coach, Frank Reich, was the offensive coordinator when Wentz was having that MVP caliber season. But it's more than that. Mm-hmm. Andrew Luck's best year, who, who Andrew Luck's a prodigy, right? Mm-hmm. His best year came under Frank Reich. Phillip Rivers, his second most efficient season, came under Frank Reich. He's been in the league for, what, 16 years? Yeah, something like that. His second most efficient season came with Frank Reich. You know what his first was? In San Diego, and Frank Reich was his quarterback's coach. <laughs> it's not a secret. Frank Reich works with quarterbacks, period. And he's already worked with Carson Wentz. And he had already worked with Phillip Rivers, and he brought Phillip Rivers over last year, who was old, didn't look great. I thought he should have been done. And Phillip had a really nice season, actually. He had a really QBR good in the low hundreds, or in the I'm sorry, in the low nineties, which is good. That's a good QBR for Phillip at what, age 38 or something like that. Yeah, he's pretty old and has a lot of kids, a lot of yeah. stress. Yeah, yeah. I mean, almost a almost a three to one touchdown interception ratio got him to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, like he had a Philip had a good year. If he can take Philip Rivers and do that, 
oh, God, I'm so excited to see what they do with Carson Wentz. Yeah. I think they just need to add. So, first of all, they had a really good draft. Solid defensive piece they, they uh, brought on. Really good backup safety, who I think they're going to end up using um, this year a lot. And then, obviously, Michael Pittman, who looked pretty good. And Jonathan Taylor, who looks good. Not especially yet. I think he's a little overhyped right now. But he's got a good frame. Another offseason, a real offseason. I think he's going to look really good. I'm excited to watch. Yep, I'm so excited. As well. Um, let's jump down here into the hometown Steelers. What's going on with them? They reworked Ben's contract. Um, making $14 million? $14, 14 million, million yeah. for this last year. Basically, they just spread out the money and said, look, after this year, we'll just pay for a couple more years after you're done. Yeah. Yeah, basically, all they did. Um, but yeah, I mean, for the salary cap purposes, $14 million a year. Yep. Um, and then some more Steelers updates. Bud Dupree not going to be back. Uh, Marquise Pouncey retiring. Yep, Juju no deal. Um, you know what is an underrated deal? Marcus Allen, kind of like a safety slash linebacker. Technically, mm-hmm. he's listed as a linebacker. Yeah, but he's real. He can. He's a great cover linebacker. Oh, well, first of all, he came in the league as a safety. I thought he even came in the league as an undersized safety. He must have put on some weight. He looks good. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was playing linebacker for us there at the end when our linebacker issues were at their peak. And he did well. He did really well. So I'm excited they re-signed him. Uh, we need that depth. We need that versatility, especially because... Bud Dupree gone. Bud Dupree's gone. Um, you're just, you're just, and Mike Hilton's going to be gone, uh, most likely. With him. We're not tagging him, and he said he wants to go get, make his money. Um, and I just don't think we have the money to pay him right now. So, uh, yeah, we need a guy like Marcus Allen who took a pretty friendly deal. I'm excited. That's underrated. No deal for Juju. Let's talk about that because I feel like that's the thing most people are talking about right now in Pittsburgh. Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, personally, we both agree um, that the Steelers shouldn't really worry about signing him. I, I don't think it should be a top priority. Um, look, look, if he ends up saying, I'll take a lesser amount, sure, absolutely, because he's a good B receiver, really good B receiver. But if he's going to sit here and ask for A money, you just can't do it right now. No, and it's proven that he struggles being the number one guy. Exactly. He was a good compliment to A.B. when A.B. was in Pittsburgh. And well, I could argue he was a good compliment to Chase Claypool this year. Yes. I think that's why he had a better year. People are going to sit here and say he had a bad year. No, no. Juju actually had a pretty good year. Minus the drops. Well, actually, he had the lowest drop rate of any wide receiver from on the Steelers. Well, that's not saying much. Well, that's not year. saying much. But, I mean, you know, he was actually our most consistent pass catcher of the foot, you know, catching the football. But I could argue Claypool was the number one option. I could argue some games Johnson was the number one option. So, yeah, like you're saying, I think he's a really good two. Yeah, but he's not worth the one money. Um, exactly. Like you said, if he can take a pay cut to stay in Pittsburgh, and and I know how much he said he wants to stay in Pittsburgh, we'll see if he's just talking like that to uh, to appease the Entice fans. Entice a deal and appease the fans. Yeah, yeah but um, I, I, I mean, we'll see. But I don't think it should be Pittsburgh's biggest um, concern. I think what they need to really focus on getting. Offensive line and running backs. Offensive line and running back and a tight end. Yeah, I think um, that Pat Freermuth out of um, Penn State. Penn State. Okay, well, honestly, Kyle Pitts might be the best player in the draft, not named Trevor Lawrence. That tight end from Florida? Yes. He is insane. Kyle Trask loved throwing to him, man. He's so good. First of all, he's built like a receiver. Well, no, he's built like a tight end, runs like a receiver. 
hands like a receiver, beautiful routes. And he blocks really well, too. Blocks really well. He might be, like I said, if you're talking not position-wise, he might be the best player in the draft not named Trevor Lawrence. And look, I'm over this whole Eric Ebron thing. My question is, would you move up in the draft? So what's our pick, like 22nd, maybe? 21, I think. 21? Would you give up that pick and then maybe, like, our third from this year and say next year's second, you know? And so, then maybe Ebron, throw an Ebron in there to move up to, say, 11 and, and get Pitts if he's not if he's not gone already. I would, and if you can't get Pitts, get a running back. Look, you need – if you're the Steelers, you cannot afford – you cannot afford to have another season running the football like we just came out of with James Conner these last three years. Well, I mean, well, he's not a—he's a free agent now, but right. I get what you're saying. Yeah, look, I like Benny Snell. He's a really good two back. He's a good power back, but he's not our, He's not—he's not your feature back. No, he's no, 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 a no, no, solid no. depth back. He's way too slow. I like—I like him and Samuels as depth, mm-hmm. and I like that McFarland guy that we got. Yeah. So running back by committee is not out of the question, but I still think you need a feature back you like do. a Najee Harris. Who people are comparing him to Derrick Henry? Come on now. Come on now. Both went to the same school, same size. Najee's actually even better out of the backfield. He's actually even quicker. Also, like, you're going to have an aging Bennett quarterback again. You can't make him throw 60 times like he had to against the Browns in the wild card game. It's brutal. You can't do it. You can't have him throw. You need to give him some relief with some sort of an essence of a running game. We had none. James Conner looked so bad for the Steelers this past year. He looked so bad ever since Le'Veon Bell left. The Steelers have been 28th and then 29th and then 32nd in the league in running the football. You can't be in the bottom three of the le- bottom four of the league for three years in a row and expect to be successful. Expect to go long into the playoffs. I agree. But you I can't agree be more. A- even the Chiefs run the football pretty well, dude. With how stacked and loaded the AFC is, you're going to tell me that you're going to beat a Buffalo Bills, a Kansas City. Chiefs, the a Baltimore Ravens. Ravens with a with a one dimensional offense. Even the Browns are more talented. Yes. I'm not saying they are a better team because no. franchise wise, eh, and even not really their, sure what Baker is. Eh. And even their with their starter, they eh. couldn't beat our backups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not like convinced that Cleveland's a better football team, but I'm going to sit here and say that they're a more talented football team, and that's not hard to see, especially running the football. Exactly, and so it's just. You need you need linemen and you need backs and you need a tight end. So I don't. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't think so. If Pitts is gone, right? Who's that big? I think I want to say his name's Alex Leatherwood. I think his name is huge, massive tackle out of Alabama. Gave up. I swear on my life, zero sacks in three years at Alabama. Mm-hmm. When he was the primary blocker on a guy, zero sacks in four or three years. I'd take that. Uh, yeah, and. <laughs> He's actually like he's one of the most versatile like uh, linemen that are in the draft available because uh, his run blocking grade is pretty good too. So we saw he's he's a bus. I don't know if you look look up a picture of him. He's he's literally a bus. He's huge. Mm-hmm. He's massive. Um, really good player. So something to think about. And you need that to fill Villanueva's shoes um, because so he has declined a lot. I mean, yeah. he was good early in his career. He did a great job when he was blocking for Lev Bell. And I'm a but big fan look, of him. Man, I am but a from big a fan. football standpoint. It's just not, just not good. Not the option not anymore. Not good. 
Um, so let's move in here to what's next? JJ Watt. JJ to, to Arizona. The Cardinals. Okay, see, I think it's a little bit overhyped, though. Does that make him a Super Bowl contender? No. I don't think so. Not an aging JJ Watt. I don't think an aging JJ Watt who's making, I'm going to say it, too much money. Yeah. That's a little much. What is it, two years, like 23, 24 million? Yeah, and look at his stats from the past two years, and he's injury prone. And Yeah, I just, I don't, I don't see that propelling them. No. Their back end is still not great. No. Their linebackers still lack, you know, an it factor. I like that Isaiah Simmons they drafted out of Clemson last year, but he didn't show much in his rookie year. He's no. going to take a huge leap forward. I'm not even sure Kingsbury can coach. He had a losing record in college, and he's got a losing record in the pros. He got thoroughly outcoached, oh, which isn't crazy, but outcoached by Belichick. But it was, like, bad, bad. Mm-hmm. Like, his players looked like they didn't know how to play football. And Belichick was working with, like, a middle school team, right? <laughs> so I, I'm i not sure Kingsbury can coach. I, I, that's not a Super Bowl team. Now, are they exciting? Probably top three most exciting teams in football. Yeah, especially with Kyler. Oh, my God, yeah. Kyler, um, Duke Hopkins, um, if they take if they get uh, Kenyon Drake back. And now and J. even J. with J.J. Watt, he's still exciting. He is. I, he's a great player. He's a spark on the defense. Yeah, he's, well, he was a great player. He's still, he's still good. Great guy, great in the locker room, but I'm not sure that's. I'm not going to sit here and be like, yeah, that's automatically Super Bowl well, contender. Yeah, I don't think. I he's... still think the Niners are a better football team. Yeah, if Jimmy Garoppolo is healthy, they're like 24 and 10 with him. Like he's still. That's still a better football team. They're going to get Bosa back. They're going to get the rest of their defense, pr- pretty much the whole thing back. Their offensive line is going to get healthy. Debo Samuel is going to get healthy, who was a stud in his rookie year. Mm-hmm. Like they got, you know, that's a that's probably a better football team, at least more well rounded yeah. than Arizona. I'll take even Seattle if Russell Wilson's our starting quarterback, which I think he will be. Come what? Well, I don't even know when the season starts. Come the start of the season. Yeah, <laughs> they're a better football team, even with Pete Carroll being the most incompetent coach, most ever. overrated coach ever. Um, and the Rams are, it's not even close, they're a, a better football team. But that's the fourth oh, yeah. best team in the division, even with J.J. Watt. Oh, yeah. Does that mean that they would probably win about three to four of the other seven divisions in football? But that sucks. It would, uh, that's not how the game works. They're in a really tough division. Um, I I don't think an aging J.J. Watt is going to sway the outcomes of any games. I agree. Um, you know, you have... TJ Watt, uh, and for like, just for a reference, a comparison, TJ Watt can change the pace of a game because he's younger, right? What is it, like his third, fourth year, something like that? He's younger. He's electric. He makes huge plays when they need to, when they need to happen. He's a speed rusher, too. And it's just, you can't find a guy like that. He quite literally speeds up the game. Yes. Now you look at an older guy like J- like like JJ, early in his career with Houston, was he a game changer? Absolutely. Oh, he's arguably one of the f- five best defensive players to ever play the game. Yeah, like period. So overall, of, of course, I think there were some games when he played in, in Houston. I know there were some games in Houston where he changed the course of that game. Um, but getting older, being injury prone, I don't see that happening in Arizona. Um, I think they overpaid for him. I think you know you know how sometimes. The brand, like, you'll buy, like, I just bought glasses the other day, right? Like, we just went out, got some new glasses frames. I'm sitting here, I I got some Gucci glasses, okay? All right. Okay, okay. All right, big big baller over here. 
But when you're sitting there and you're looking, there's not much difference between the the frames, what they look like, and probably how much they cost to make. But you're more paying for the name, you're paying for the brand. That's what happened with Arizona. They're paying for the name of J.J. Watt and the brand that comes with J.J. Watt more the more so than they are actually paying for the skill of J.J. Uh, Watt. I mean, that's literally everything across anywhere. Yeah, the, the Aldi brand Cocoa Puffs are way or they're about fifty percent of the cost of regular Cocoa Puffs, and they, and taste, they the taste the same. The same. Yeah, you know what I mean. So that you pay for the brand everywhere. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, well, obviously, there's some things you. The name is quality as well, but but for the most part, you're paying for the name on a lot of things. Exactly. Like yes, a Nike shirt is probably a higher quality than say like a like a like a champion shirt or an from all Target. In motion. Yeah, yeah, from Target, right? But it, it provides a little more quality. Yes, but is it like three times the cost as good? No, no it's probably about double the cost, maybe as good, maybe 150 percent, but not like 300 percent. Yeah. So, you know, that's the, same, that's the same thing with JJ. Um, so that's about it for this segment. We will be back. Uh, we will have baseball to discuss in Let's the go. next segment. Um, so we're going to move out of the NFL, but we will be right back. We are back. Second segment, the issue. What do we got, what, March 10th now, March right? March 10th. Um, Month is flying by, kind of, a little bit. You know? I hope it does, man. I really hope it does. I hate March, especially Ugh. in Pittsburgh. It's like 60-something degrees today. It feels good, yeah. Yeah, it's starting to look up for us. But we all know next week it'll be 20 and blizzarding. And and then next month it'll just, like, rain straight through. Like, just the constantly. whole, like, April showers thing, not a joke. You can't wear... Literally constantly. You can't, The thing that makes me upset, dude, I bought this sweet pair of all... You've seen them, the all-white Air 270s. Yeah. And I'm like, can't yo... Wear them. I can't wear those until June, man. Yeah, because it's gonna be muddy and rainy. Even in yeah. May, like you're, st- it's still muddy. You're still recovering from the like 34 feet of rainfall that you got in April. Yeah, it's just not a good time. No, it's not. But we're gonna. Well, at least it's warm. Yeah, at least we're gonna savor this uh, this warm weather while we got it. You know where else it's warm? Florida and Arizona spring training. Oh God, it's so good. Baseball so good. is back. Uh, I'm very excited about it. It's the first. It's really the first like normal season that we've had from any sports yeah. um, league since COVID. Yep, like um, there's a full preseason. Like a, right. it's like it's just like normal. COVID is winding down, which yeah. is good. Um, you know, Texas just uh, lifted yeah, their mask Florida. mandate. I think Florida did as well. Uh, West Virginia, the state of West Virginia, did as well. Yeah. So. It's looking up. It really is. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. Everybody's getting vaccinated. Uh, we should be back to sports. They're allowing fans at PPG Paints Arena for the Penguins again. Let's go. I um, did not know that. They're, yeah, they're allowing like 3,000 fans. They've been there the past, I think, four or five games. And it just sounds good to hear real fan noise during a hockey game oh, again. Oh, it's just so much better. And I've like really enjoyed watching these Penguin games, by the way. Like, they're yeah. doing... Uh, th- they were inconsistent. Now they're starting to really heat up. Jari's right. eight and three in his last eleven. Jari's so. looking good. DeSmith is even looking good. And um, Malkin's starting to find his rhythm a little bit. Yeah, the big thing too that I like every game. I don't know if you've watched recently, but every game has kind of a playoff feel because shortened season. You're playing the same divisional opponents over and over again. And they started um, kind of slow. They have to win right. the majority of the rest of these games. Right. And they have a really weak month. Penguins coach. They have, like, the Sabres uh, twice, like, two series. They have, like, the Islanders a couple Well, the times. Islanders are number one in the division. Okay, maybe not the Islanders. Oh, the Rangers, I'm sorry. Yeah. Another New York team. 
uh, with the Devils a couple times. So, like, we yeah. have a pretty weak schedule. They have to pretty much win out this month. Yeah. Um, Mike Sullivan, Penguins head coach, came out and said we are treating every single game and every single series like it is a playoff series. Um, they picked up that win in regulation last night, which was huge. Get the yeah. two points, um, kind of move ahead on the Flyers. Yeah, that's kind of the vibe you have to have, though, right now. They've been so inconsistent, at least at the start of the season, that, like, you, you got you to gotta really start going. You, you know, right. you, you got to hit it hard. But, right? You have to treat every game like it is a playoff game, like he said, because clearly that's working. And so you got to roll with it. Yep. Uh, weather is getting nicer. Baseball is getting closer. Let's talk about the top 10 most interesting and exciting players to watch this season. Yeah, so not the best. Like I said, not the best. Now, some of these players I would put in my top 10 best players as well, and that's Absolutely. why they're the most intriguing. But there's some players on here that I don't think are in the top 10. No. Like, for example, we're going to get to George Springer. I don't think he's a top 10 player. But he's in the list. I'm excited to see him, though. But exactly. So let's start with... Number let's start one. with 10 or 1? Let's start with 1. Most okay. exciting player. Let's go Trevor Bauer okay. pitching for the Dodgers. This is going to be awesome. All right, so let me explain why I think it's most interesting. First of all, Trevor Bauer on any team is so interesting. He went to Cincinnati, who no one really cares about the Reds, and he was interesting, won a Cy Young. Yep. He's an interesting guy. He's a funny guy. I don't know. I listen to a lot of podcasts with him on it. I know Pitching Ninjas interviewed him a couple times. Um, he's just a funny guy. Yeah, he is. And you see his tweets. He's he's out there. He's funny, you know. Especially during free agency, he was you know it was fun. And when he launched that ball to the freaking yeah, moon. when he threw it over the batter's eye. So he he's an interesting guy, just generally speaking. And then from a talent standpoint, wicked slider, oh wicked God. slider, good fastball, lively fastball, pitches with energy, pitches with tempo, pace. Actually, a guy that reminds me a lot of him is Jack Leader at um, Vanderbilt. Yeah, pitcher I think is a sophomore now. He he's got that tempo, that pace, that energy. That I'm gonna throw this ball through your face if you don't get in that box right now. Like if I'm not like the attitude where like I'm not losing this matchup. Right. And I think that's why Bauer is so interesting. It is. And he's got that wipeout slider that's that's just so fun to watch. Dude, so I, I love watching his like And then obviously new team. So that's right. It, with the Dodgers, that's gonna be so cool to see him, Bueller, Kershaw, that's gonna be insane. Yeah. Um another thing with Trevor Bauer, I love watching his like bullpen videos that he posts. Um I mean when he throws like, he, he freaking screams when he throws that ball. Like yeah, he really does. Yeah. It's insane. You know, he goes at it. And uh, he he has a lot of very unconventional methods. You see, um, people are like, "Oh, you don't, you never want to go like 100 percent in a bullpen." This that he's like, "No, no, no, you rip that ball like you're never going to be able to throw again." And so it's like, okay, I didn't think that was going to work, but hey, he's a Cy Young pitcher, so right. you know he's he's very interesting, captivating player, if you right. will, and he belongs in LA. I think it's I think it's awesome. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, let's drop down to number two. Who is number two on the list? Fernando. Tatis Jr. just got a huge extension, so I want to see how he re- responds to that. And then, much like Bauer, just naturally, very intriguing player to watch. Yep. He's lightning in a bottle. He steals bases. He bunts for base hits. He launches 450-foot home runs. He does everything really well, and uh, you just you love to watch him play. Yeah. Great defense, can hit, can run. Um, so I'm excited to watch. I'm excited, especially, like I said, with the money, and I think... San Diego's gonna compete for a championship. I was just gonna period. say, especially with that team, man. When you put them on a on a roster like he's on, it, I think it sets him up really well. I agree. All right, how about three? Juan Soto. 
right? So I think so far the first three players I would put in my top ten as well. Um, Juan Soto, first of all, uber talented. And I've also been seeing comparisons, oh, he's Tony Gwynn, he's this, that. I do want to say let's pump the brakes a little bit on that, but I want to see how he responds. But last year he was in the spotlight a little bit after you know Bryce Harper gone. He was the feature of the team. He was in the spotlight. I think he's going to be even more so this year. I want to see how he responds to it. Yeah. Um, he's, like he's I said, just... Barely 21. He's like 22 years old, and he's, he's just an such, animal. He's just such an electric player, too. The power, you know, the way he hits for average and for power is, it's incredible. You know, his versatility at the plate, being able to go the other way with power, yeah. taking a guy like Garrett Cole, like 450 feet to left center field as a left-handed yes. hitter yep. is incredible. Um, so, yeah, he's impressive. I'm, I'm excited to see him play. Number four on this list, I would probably also put this player in my top ten in the league. That is Mookie Betts. So I want to explain why, because it's more than just he's an exciting player to watch, because yes, obviously he is. I want to see how he responds to the pressure of being a leader after they've won. Yes. Right In Boston, he was still kind of young. I think he was still a leader, but I don't know if he was the primary leader, right? I think he's the number one guy in that locker room. Um, you, you heard, I know Justin Turner, I heard him in an interview say, look, Mookie day one demanded excellence, period. He stepped in and was a leader. He demanded that he's a leader. He demanded excellence from everyone. That's why I'm so intrigued to see him play. Yeah. Because I now know, I didn't know this going into last year, I know the preparation he puts in, the work, um, like I said, the leadership. I'm excited to see how it works after they've already won as well. And especially against a very, very competitive San Diego team like we were just talking. Yeah, and just division in general. The Diamondbacks might be the best team that's going to finish in probably the last place. Yeah. And same with the Rockies. Rockies aren't even a bad team either. So wild card is yeah. going to be interesting. Yeah. Um. Let's go down. Where is it? Number five, Francisco Lindor. So I think obviously, Mister Smile. I don't know that's his nickname. Always smiling. Plays mm-hmm. the game with such an energy that that I love. I love to watch him play. And then the combination of power and speed, a lot like Tatis, switch hitter, um, very versatile. With a new team, I want to see if he can carry the Mets. Right. So the Mets are not one of the most talented teams, I would say. No. I want to see if he can carry them to the next level because they've been teetering towards a wild card spot. Mm -hmm. I want to see if he can put them over the edge um, because he's wild entertaining to watch, man. God, he's so cool. Yeah, he is. The swag, the gear. Oh, good, great, really good player, too. I mean, obviously. Obviously. Next on the list, we got our boy George Springer. This this is what I was saying. I'm not going to say, I don't think Lindor right now is a top 10 player either. He had a bad couple year. He had a bad year last year, not the best year the year before. And by bad, I mean for him. He's still a top probably 15, 20 player. And I would say George Springer's a top 25 player. With a new team, I want to see how. Because look, this is the first time he got drafted by the Astros, came into the organization, came up, you know, with the guys he played with, right? He's now the big guy on the payroll. He's now the guy they're paying all the money to. He's the big guy coming in, veteran, won a World Series, he's been around the block. They're now paying him. They're paying him to basically come in and say, look, bring your championship pedigree, bring your skill, apply it here. Can he do it? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Can he be a leader to Bo Bichette, Vlad Guerrero, Kevin Biggio, the young pitching staff they have? I know he's not obviously working with the pitchers, but can he be the leader in the locker room? Yep. 
Next on the list, Bellinger. Can he bounce back? Yeah, he did not respond well to the shortened year. Let's look up his stats because I don't know him off the top of my head. It was somewhere in the 240 range, I want to say. Let's see. Cody Bell. Okay. Bellinger. All right. Okay, forgot to put stats in there. There it is. <laughs> Just look up uh, a bunch of pictures of Cody Bellinger. Yeah, him and his girlfriend popped up. I'm like, okay, sweet. Um,. <laughs> Okay, 239. So, yeah, I was about right. Uh, only 51 hits and 213 ABs. Didn't walk as much as I would like him to walk either. Um, so could for sure improve. I mean, look at his 2019 season, 305, right, with with 170 hits. So we need to see him getting back to that form. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, honestly, how he responds to pressure, just like Mookie. Look, he's a leader. He's a star. I want to see how he responds to the pressure of winning. Now the whole world... Uh, Look, obviously everyone guns for the Dodgers, but even more so now. How's he going to respond? Plus, the Padres just went out and got that lefty Blake Snell. Can he hit the lefty consistently? Because if you can't hit Blake Snell, look, that's not good. You're going to be seeing him like 13, 14 times a year for as long as he's signed there. Look, you got to be able to hit him, period. So, we'll see. Who else we got? Ooh, Nolan Arenado. This is intriguing to me because he's always been buried in Colorado. No one cares about the Rockies. Yeah. It's almost like in basketball, like, even with Giannis, no one cares about the Bucks. Yeah. Nobody. They get moved out of prime time for the Pelicans, who are not good. Right? So no one cares really about the Rockies. No free agents want to go there. Um, Trevor Story is the only thing that's, like, decent there, and I still think he's pretty overhyped as a shortstop. Yeah. Um. I want to see how Nolan does with the Cardinals. Plus, in the Pirates division, a little bias there. I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to see it. Mm-hmm. He's so talented. Oh, he might be the best fielder in baseball, period. He might be. I know Tatis and Machado are close, that left side of the uh, of the infield for San Diego. But, God, he's so good. Nolan's arm is incredible. I mean, the throws that that I've seen him make and also some of the clips from like practice where it's just him and he's just on a, he's like on a knee in the coach or in the in the third base coach's box and yeah. he's just from his knee flicking his wrist and that ball is rifled across the yeah, field. Yeah, it's like 85 across the diamond you're like uh from his knees uh, like flicking it. Yeah. from the no, ground. He's, he's incredibly talented. I'm excited to see how he does and also just with the bat. I mean, he's he's been a top 10 hitter pretty much his whole career. And uh, this is going to sound crazy, but I want to see how he does outside of Colorado. We know the ball flies There's in that high altitude. Now, can you switch it and come down a little bit to, right. to St. Louis and still put up the numbers? I still think he can because, you know, defense is 400 to Colorado. He's hitting the ball like 450 feet. Like, he's got some room to spare. But we'll see. It's something to think about. Yep. Num- it's intriguing. It is intriguing. Number nine on the list, Javier Baez. Now, this is just for the simple fact that he's electric, period. He is lighting in a bottle, whether it's no-look tags, whether it's literally pimping home runs like no one else ever has. Um, the Like I said, the glove work with the tags, the picks, the throws. He steals bases. He's a lot like Tatis. I just don't think he's as good as Tatis. He's a little older. Talent-wise, yes. Yeah, I just don't think he's as naturally talented as Fernando, who's like, what, 20, 21 years old and is already probably a Just top 10 player. so good, yeah. Yeah. Um, but he's he's the similar style player. Energy, tempo, pace, 
Mm-hmm. Um, sets the tone really good, versatile. Yep. The speed, the power, the, the glove. So I, I'm. It's always exciting to watch how he play. I I hate the Cubs. I don't yeah. like the Cubs. I don't like him. But either. I tune in to watch him just for him and Anthony Rizzo. He reminds me a lot of the younger Joey Votto. Just uh, real tough to get out. Tough out. So number ten, our final guy on the list. Four he, daughters on this list. Here he with goes. This guy. Yeah, I mean they're a great team. He yeah. goes by the name of what is that? Uh, that's right, Walker Bueller. Beast. He's a beast. First of all, again, a lot like Bauer, wipeout slider, good velocity. The energy he pitches with is unmatched. Oh. I love it. I love it. I can't. I can't get enough of him when I watch. Um, he, he like when they take like, him out in the sixth inning, I'm like, no, 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 just leave him in, just leave him in, just leave him in. He looks like a uh, like what a linebacker would look like if you put him up on the mound, like just like jazzed like the, up, like just like the energy, look, the like that linebacker, like that middle linebacker, you know, you know like run a, through your face, like he's just sitting back there waiting for that ball to be snapped, and he's coming through that hole, and he's gonna kill you, and then he's gonna kill your parents sitting in the first row, yeah, like he's gonna with he's your gonna body. pick you, yeah, he's gonna pick you up and smack your parents with your body, yeah. That's literally that's the vibe he gives off. Yeah, it, it's like the, so the, fun. the swagger that he he walks uh-huh. on the mound. He knows he's the best. Yeah, which I think personally just oozes confidence. Him and Bauer, it's like close to who's the best better pitcher there. Dude, but like, that's I don't in- think it's like that far away. Look, I think Kershaw is clear he's the third best player, like starter. That's Which is insane. still crazy. That's insane to if say. If Clayton Kershaw is your third best starter, <laughs> I could even argue that right now in their in his career, Dustin May has better stuff. The yeah. long red curly hair guy. Yeah, I think I could argue he has better stuff. I could argue that Julio Arias, who is a relief pitcher but started as a starting pitcher, could probably go back into a starting pitcher role, has better stuff than Kershaw. Kershaw arguably has the fourth, fifth, even sixth best stuff on the team. Dude, the Dodgers pitching rotation is. Yeah, honorable mention, which we already have two of their guys on there, but just the Dodgers (laughs) pitching staff from all the way from relief pitchers to starting pitchers, everyone, so so incredible to watch. I'm excited to watch Walker Buehler because he just mows people down. It's insane. Like, dude, these playoff series are going to be hilarious because outside of of San Diego, I don't think it's going to be hilarious because... The Dodgers are going to run through teams like it's like a third grade team. Yeah, I don't think I don't think anybody outside of San Diego really has a shot at, at taking them out because look, you you look at a playoff series, right? Like the first two games, if you're going against a team that's like way more talented than you, right? The first two games, you kind of just take that as a loss already. You're like, look, we're going to try our best, but these dudes out here are animals. And they're gonna pitch Bauer and Walker. Like, yeah. What do you or in Bueller? Yeah. What do you want? But like a normal team, like you see the two best guys, and then after that, maybe you can get a win in the third game. Yeah. And, and then, then piece like, something together in the fourth and game. And you're like, wait a minute. Now we get veteran Clayton Kershaw on the third game. Yeah. And now with the Dodgers, and then they're like, gonna oh, throw a Walker Bueller. Yeah. And then they're gonna throw freaking um, Dustin May. Dustin May. Who throws like 99 with a wipeout slider, and you're like, yeah, he's young and a little bit inconsistent. But you're like, okay, in the playoffs. Am I really going to be able to hit that? And no then shot. Third game, Trevor Bauer. Fourth game, Clayton Kershaw. <laughs> and you're just like, win. Uh, I, uh, and then you're like, okay, let's just get the starter out. And it's like, okay, how about Julio Arias, who tops out at 98 with arguably a, the best changeup in baseball? You can't, you can't catch a break with this. Like team. The, you really don't. You don't. You have to have an electric offense. And then you're like, okay, well, um, you know, maybe our pitching staff can hold him. Maybe we could win some two-one, three-two ball games. And you're <laughs> like. Well, that's not going to happen either because, you know, you got Bellinger, Mookie, Will Smith behind the dish, Justin Turner, Corey Seager. Like, you don't get a break. A.J. Pollock, who's consistently almost at 300, who no one talks about. Yeah. You know, they they are so good. They're like, you know what, Jock Peterson? Just go. Just go. We don't need you. You're good. You're good. 
We won't even ask for anything for you. Like what? Huh? Like they are just so talented. So I am so excited to uh, to watch them play. Let's talk about the Pirates real quick, though. Why, man? Yeah, I don't really know mm-hmm. why, but you know, I just, I just, you know, home, hometown, hometown. So they signed Todd Frazier. Look, that's fine. Hit a home run, spring training, great, whatever. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm a little it, confused of why the Pirates are so good at signing people after they've had their career. You know what I mean? I feel like Especially the Pirates when are that it team. Really doesn't matter. We, I mean, look, our offense isn't going to be good, but it's. If you had to prioritize our needs, offense really is not the top of the list. <laughs> Pitching is number one. You got no Tyone, no Cole, which obviously, like, you know, they've been gone for a while now. But like, they're not good. Dude, did you see the highlights of Tyler Glass now in Tampa oh, Bay? He's disgusting. He's filthy. It looks like he's throwing a wiffle ball. It looks like that. Uh, what's that? Uh. The, the blitz ball. The blitz, the, ball. The blitz it ball. It looks like he's throwing a blitz ball. Yeah. You know, it just it's like 13 inches of horizontal break. It drops and off the table. drops like four feet. And you're like, okay, yeah, that sounds about right. Starts on my chin, ends up with my toes, and the other batter's box. You're like, yeah, it looks about right. It's just um, the, the Pirates are just really not good. No, they're not good. Look, I mean, Don't they when like- Cabrian Hayes, who's played like two series in the MLB, is your surefire best player going into a season, and it's not even really close. That's a problem. Look, Brian Reynolds is is close, but I would say Cabrian's got better upside. When those look, I like Brian Reynolds, but if those are your two best players going into a season, like you're done, you're screwed. <laughs> like that's not good. No, yeah, man. No, first of all, Josh Bell gone. What are you doing? You give away the only valuable piece of your team, and then see what happens. Who who's gonna want to like? You see it all the time in college recruiting, right? This is what I'm gonna draw a comparison to. The teams, they, they build these big facilities, and they make everything freaking beautiful. Even Pitt Baseball. Pitt Baseball just posted a video of their new facilities. Gorgeous. And you, and you know what You know what that does? It helps bring in people because they want to play there. Who is going to want to sign a contract to play for the Pittsburgh Pirates knowing that there is not a lick of talent in the entire city? No, none. How are you supposed to like sign guys when you don't even have an incentive? You can't even be- like if you're gonna try to sign somebody that's worth anything more than a twelve pack of diet coke. Yeah. If you're gonna try to sign them, they're gonna be like, dude, why would I sign with yeah. you? Where we're gonna win no maybe shot. like thirty games all season. Yeah. They have, I think, statistically like the worst roster the in worst baseball team. ever. Yeah. Uh, like using um, WAR, which like W A R WAR. Mm-hmm. Um, which basically quantifies how valuable you are to to wins. It's mm-hmm. like win something wins above replacement. Yeah, basically what it means. So it's how valuable you are to winning. They are. I I want to say it's either the worst or like bottom three teams ever. Like in the history like of baseball, his, like historically speaking, ever. Like let's keep in mind that baseball has been around since like fifteen thirty. Yeah, I mean I don't know like <laughs> I don't know what the actual when war like when uh, war has been used and calculated. Yeah, yeah, so I don't know, but like since it's been used, it's been the, the worst team. So like yeah, this is very bad. So not much hope in the Pirates. That's why we have uh, already resigned our Pirates fandom until yeah. they fire the owner. Fire the GM, fire the, owner. fire the coach, <laughs> and fire really everybody. Everybody needs to be gone. Uh, complete rebuild. I'm a little. The whole city needs a rebuild. Hear me out. Look, Ben's aging. Steelers <laughs> look like they're on the decline. I like Crosby and I like Mulgan, but they're both aging. I'm not going to sit here and say they're going to yeah. be here for another five years. I'd say three, maybe three to four. Yeah. 
Pirates suck. We're going to be Cleveland pretty soon. We are going to be Cleveland pretty soon if we don't. Unless they moves. unless they figure it out. Yeah, I we love. Be, we look, could be like Buffalo or Cleveland pretty soon. I love Pittsburgh. I love Pittsburgh. But one thing that we really struggle with is moving on, knowing when to move on. Look, I get it. Pittsburgh fans are loyal, and Pittsburgh fans like. Okay, let's be real, Tim. If we if this was any other city, does Tomlin still have a job right now? Probably not. Um. Well, if this is any other city, does is yeah, Ben still our quarterback? Yeah, probably not. Look, Tomlin's never had a losing season, so I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. But I see what you're saying. But what has he done? He won yeah. one Super Bowl with Bill Cowher's team the first yeah. te- time he was back. He's been to one Super Bowl other than that, which we lost to the Green Bay Packers, which we should have won that game. And yeah. then there's just been nothing. There's been a lot of one and done in the playoffs. There's been a season where we didn't even make the playoffs. It's it, it, Pittsburgh struggles with moving on. They they can't. You have to accept it for what it is. You have to look at it. And say, look, we got to pivot. We're not winning. We got. We got. We got to move off. We're not winning. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Stop. Stop holding on to something that you're really, really wishful for, and just go try to find it a different way. Find something else that works. That's for what the, the Houston love Texans of need to do. God. Houston Texans need to say, "Hey, listen." The value of Deshaun is actually like going down as yeah. we wait. Yep. They need to deal him, but yeah. I mean, that's about all we got. Yeah, that's all we have. This was a longer episode. It should have been anyway. We haven't made a freaking episode in about a month. Yeah, feels over nice. a month, two like a month, a and, month two days. and two days. It feels very nice to be back. It does feel good to be back, and hopefully, we're back more often. Absolutely, um, especially as baseball gets closer right. for sure, and have a little more to talk about. Yeah, um, but I think we hit every big piece of news that happened since we left last month and if you can do that in an episode then there's clearly not enough to talk about yeah, I agree. Um, so we will be back we will talk about more baseball we will talk yeah. about more football we'll probably talk about more hockey yeah and uh catch you then yeah yeah thanks for stopping by make sure you go to our instagram go our get instagram someone a hug is, you know yeah <laughs> our instagram is at the underscore issue podcast and you can go to our Twitter after you're done checking out our Instagram. And that one, our Twitter handle is just at the issue podcast. No underscores, no nothing in the Twitter handle. Just the issue podcast. Guys, check us out. Send us a message. That was the issue.